Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message. As a boy, Robert Louis Stevenson was intrigued by the work of an old lamplighter who went around with a ladder and a torch and began setting the streetlights on fire during the night. One evening in Edinburgh, Scotland, as a young uh, man, as a young boy, Robert stood watching with this fascination as this man began to go through the street and light his torch and light these uh, light poles so that there could be light. His parents heard him proclaim and, and shout out. He said, look, look, there's a man out there and he's punching holes in the darkness. He's punching holes in the darkness. And as we look at John chapter number nine, we come to Jesus's proclamation that he is the light of the world. And just like this man was punching holes in the darkness, as this boy said, Jesus came to punch an eternal hole in, in, in the darkness uh, of this world. Jesus came to punch that eternal hole in the darkness. And we were all born in sin. Amen. We were all born separated from God for all of eternity, being blind spiritually and unable to comprehend the things of God. That's who we were. Our only hope was for someone, the Holy Spirit, to come and to open our eyes and to deliver us from eternal blindness. And in this passage, Jesus encountered a blind man who needed Jesus' help. He needed help, and he realized that he needed help. And Jesus uses this opportunity to reveal that he, in fact, is the light of the world, that he, in fact, is the Messiah, that he is God himself in the flesh. And those that, that walk around in darkness need Jesus. Those who walk around in darkness need him to punch those holes. Uh, the, the punch the, the light in, the, in darkness. And, and all who come to Christ in salvation are delivered from the blindness of sin. Our eyes are open to the blessings and, and the benefits that we have in Christ that we've been speaking of. The many things of, of what we have and who we are in Christ. We have that wonderful benefit. As we discuss the truths that are found in our text this morning, I want us to ask yourself, I want you to ask yourself, Am I spiritually blind? This morning, am I spiritually blind? Do I have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Ask yourself that question this morning. Listen, do I have a relationship with the light of the world, Jesus Christ? Has He opened my eyes? Has He delivered me from spiritual darkness? First of all, I want us to see three things in this passage of Scripture, number one, I want us to see the man's current condition. I want us to look at the man's current condition. We find here as we begin to examine, we, seen, we see the condition that this man found himself in. Look at verse number one. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. Jesus was now, he was just departing from the temple. He had taught within the temple and he He's departed from the temple and those that were around him were seeking to harm him, right? We know that Jesus was followed by, by the religious leaders and the Pharisees and they, they wanted to harm him. They wanted to kill him because of his, his teachings. And, and as Jesus is walking and he passes by this man who is blind 
from his birth. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us how long he had been blind, but we do know that this man never was able to see. He never was able to experience the beauty of God's creation. He never was able to see his family members and see their faces and and see their expressions. He was never able to, to, to enjoy that part of his life. He was blind from the time he was, was born. He was, uh, listen, utter darkness was all that this person knew. Amen? Utter darkness. He only, he only, this blind man only knew darkness from the time that he was born. And I know of no other description in the Bible that describes our situation before we met Christ than this situation here. Knowing nothing but utter darkness. Listen, while we cannot relate to the physical blindness, we were all born spiritually blind. We were all born spiritually blind. Listen, our eyes had not yet been opened to the truth of the gospel. The darkness of sin is all that we knew. Not knowing the beauty of God's grace and salvation, we were unable to do anything about our condition, and we stood in need of someone to open our eyes. Amen? Were you there at that one point in your life? Darkness. We see this condition of this man. He was, he was blinded. But also we see that he was a beggar. He was a beggar. Look at verse number eight. The Bible says this, the neighbors therefore and they which before had seen him that he was blind said, is not this he that sat and begged? You see, those who lived around this man were familiar with him and and they knew the difficult circumstances in which he lived. And he was blind. He was unable to provide for himself. We must understand that in those days, there was no welfare check, right? There was no, no disability. There was no, he, he had no way, no source of income. He had no way to, to make it. He had to beg in order to survive. He had to rely on others to, to provide for him. His neighbors, his, his, his family, He needed them to help provide. Listen, we may not like to admit it, but we were all beggars prior to salvation in Christ. We were all beggars. Listen, our eyes were blinded by sin and we were unable to provide for ourselves spiritually. We weren't able to work our way to heaven. We weren't able to go to heaven because we're a Baptist. Listen, we needed help. We were a beggar. I remember the, the great burden that, of sin that I felt as a young child, and, and I realized my inability to, to get to heaven, my inability to obtain eternal life. I could not find it in myself. I had to beg. I had to ask Jesus. I needed his help in my life. There was no way that I could, that I could obtain that eternal life on my own. And I needed other people to point me to Jesus. And I praise God that my parents did. I praise God that my Sunday school teachers in church did. They showed me that, hey, I was spiritually blind and I needed help. It was once said that sharing the gospel with another person is simply one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. That's who we are. We find this man's condition. He was blind. He was, he was on the street. He was begging. He had no way to, to provide for himself. But here's the wonderful thing. We also see this man, he was loved. He was loved. Look at verse number one. And as Jesus passed by, 
he saw a man which was blind from his birth. Verse number three, Jesus answered, neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Listen, this man was blind and he was a beggar. But understand he was also loved. We might sit here and say, how can you say that this man was loved? He had to go on the streets and beg for food. His neighbors didn't love him. His, his parents didn't love him. His family wasn't there for him. How can you say that he was loved? But understand he had, one day he had an encounter with Jesus Christ. Jesus was passing by. He knew his condition. He knew he was a beggar. He knew that he was blind. And Jesus was moved with compassion for this individual. He loved him. Jesus was well aware of his condition, and yet he loved him. I'm thankful for the day that Jesus passed by my way. Amen? That he saw a, a, a blind man. That he saw a beggar who could not, who could not obtain a eternal life without him. And as he saw me in my sin, and as he saw me separated from God, he came to me, amen? He was moved with compassion for me. He, he loved me. When the disciples, they, they began to wonder who had sinned, they asked Jesus, was, was it because of his sin that he's blind? Was it because of his parents' sin that, that he was blind? And Jesus responds, he says, neither. You see, the man's condition was not the result of his sin or his parents' sin, but that the works of God could be made manifest in him. Verse number three says, listen, his condition was allowed so that God could be glorified and Jesus was about to perform a miracle for the man. And Jesus was glorified. Listen, like this man, my spiritual blindness, your spiritual blindness was not the result of your parents' sin. It was not the result even necessarily of the sin that you have committed. But like him, I, I was born and you were born spiritually blind and we inherited the sin nature of Adam. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse number 12, wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for all have sinned. Listen, we were all born blind and beggars because we inherited the sin of Adam. Because of one man's sin, sin entered into our lives and death by our sin. But I praise God that even in our sin, and even though we were sinful, and even though we were blind, and even though we were beggars, listen, I'm so glad that Jesus still loved us. In Romans chapter 5, verse number 8, the Bible says, but God commendeth his love toward us. He showed us his love. He put it on display in that while we were yet sinners, in that while we were blind and beggars. What happened? Christ died for us. Listen, church, I'm thankful that that we were loved and understand today that through salvation in him, we were given our sight. We were brought into, uh, we were brought into the, the glory of God. Listen, if the Lord could save me, he can save anyone. Amen? If the Lord could save you, he can save anyone. It doesn't matter what condition you might find yourself in today, Jesus can save you. And he loves you. And he wants to show you compassion. And he wants to heal you of your blindness this morning. 
We see the light of the world. We see this man's current condition. He was blind. He was a beggar, but he was loved. Number two, I want us to look at the amazing power of the master. The amazing power of the master. Look at verse number three. The Bible says this. Jesus answered, neither had this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me. While it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. You see, Jesus knew that he had work to do. Jesus knew that he had come to earth with purpose. That he would come to seek and to save that which was lost. Listen, that he would come to redeem fallen humanity from their sin. That he came to provide atonement and reconciliation from sin for all. His works of grace and power in the life of this man and others like him would reveal that he is the Christ, that he is the Messiah, that he is God. Listen, Jesus had come to reveal himself as the Savior of mankind. He came to provide salvation as he offered himself the sacrificial atonement for sin. Jesus came because he had a purpose, and that was to deliver the blind, to give them sight. That was his purpose. But look at verse number five. And and long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. You see, Jesus revealed that he was the light of the world, that he came to shine the light within the darkness of sin, revealing the lost condition of men and drawing them unto the light. You see, he came to break the bondage of darkness. He came to break the bondage of sin through deliverance and salvation he was able to bring light to this blind man and to the entire world. Listen, Jesus was the light of the world that the world needed to see. Jesus was the light, and that's why he came. Listen, his power, let me say this today, his power has not diminished in the slightest. The same power that he had to heal this man, listen, is the same power that he has today. His light still shines as brightly today as it ever has. Understand today that he continues to deliver people from darkness, from the darkness of sin into the glorious light of salvation. He is still the light today. Jesus fully satisfied the righteous demands of the Father when he gave his life on the cross. He fully satisfied the Father. Listen, his sacrificial atonement continues to be sufficient to save today. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. He alone has the power to redeem and to reconcile us to God. He is the light of the world. He still has that power. Not only does he say that he is the light of the world, but praise God, he acts upon it. That's the wonderful thing about Jesus. You know, us human talk can be cheap, right? I'm this, I'm that. And then you get to know them and you understand that they're really not this and that. But Jesus says, hey, I am the light of the world and he backs it up. What does he say here? In verse number six, look at it. And when he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle and, be anointed, and anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said unto him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation, sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. Listen, we see the wonderful power of our amazing Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus anointed the eyes 
of this blind man and he commanded him. He said, hey, I want you to go and, and wash in the pool. And as the blind man responded by faith, he received his sight. Listen, his blindness was no match for the power of Jesus. And understand today that your spiritual blindness is no match for the power of Jesus Christ. Listen, on that day, this man received his sight. The Lord Jesus had the ability to provide, and by faith, this man received the gift of healing. You understand blindness seems impossible to cure. If someone is born blind, they more than likely will never see. But what is impossible to man is possible with God. This was an impossible situation for this blind beggar, but it was never for one second impossible for God. We see the amazing power of the master. Listen, the power of Jesus continues to transform lives today. He's able to deliver from the depths of sin. There's no one that Jesus cannot deliver. Oh, but, but, but you don't know what I've done. You don't know what my past looks like. You don't know what I'm involved with today. Understand, I don't, but Jesus does. And he still has the power to save you from that. He still has the power to deliver from that, you from that sin. He has the same power today. Listen, once Jesus gave sight to this man, it's incredible what happens next. We see that the man's profession, we see the man's profession for the master. The man's profession for the master. Look at verse number eight. The neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen him that he was blind said, is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, this is he, and others said, he is like him. But he said, I am he. Listen, after this man had been healed from his blindness, he, there was some excitement. I'm sure this man, I'm sure he was like in awe. He was probably looking around and seeing everything. He might've been skipping. He might've been jumping. He might've been just praising God for, for what he had just done in his life. And as he's walking through, people look at him and say, is that the man that was beggar? Was a beggar? Is that the man who was begging for food last night? It's funny that the Bible, there's some humor in here. Some say, well, maybe he has a twin, right? Maybe that's not him. Maybe, maybe he has a twin in the, in the community, but, but he's walking. And as this man hears these people saying, is this really the man? He says, yes, it's me. I'm the blind beggar. Jesus healed me. Jesus touched me. And he makes this profession of, of who he is and what Jesus has done for him. Listen, a life touched by Jesus should reveal a significant change. I'm not saying that it has to in order to be saved, but it should reveal a significant change. If Jesus has saved you, there should be something different about your life. There should be a glow about you. There should be joy in your heart for what Jesus has done for you. This man couldn't help it. Yes, it's me. These people notice a difference in this man's life. Listen, one cannot experience Christ and salvation and remain as they are. It's just not possible. Listen, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, when people say the Holy Spirit is powerful, amen? And when you are saved and when you are given the Holy Spirit, there should be a change in your life. When you sin, it should hurt. When you sin, it should make you feel like, hey, I got to get this right. 
Listen, there should be a difference in your heart. There should be a difference in your life. We see these men, they're, they're curious. What, what happened to this, this man? Look what he says in verse number 11. Or actually, verse number 10. Therefore said they unto him, how were thine eyes opened? He answered and said, O man that is called Jesus, a man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes and said unto me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed and I received sight. You understand that this man was very quick to tell them what had happened. He didn't hesitate. He didn't say, oh, well, I've just been so good. I've been praying and, and I've been, been uh, doing this and that. And, and all of a sudden this man came by and touched my eyes and healed me for, for my good doings. No, he immediately said, I don't know, but there was a man that came and they called him Jesus. And he made some clay and he rubbed it on my eyes and he told me to go and wash and I obeyed and I went and did it. And guess what? I can see today. He was quick to say, hey, what had happened in his life? Listen, church, we must have the courage and the commitment to share what Jesus has done for us. Oftentimes, we, we have to understand our condition. We were blind. We were beggars. And Jesus gave us sight. And he gave us a home in heaven. He gave us eternal life. And many times we just sit and we keep it to ourselves. What happened to you? Why do you live different? What's different about you? Oh, I don't know. I go to church. What's different about you? Oh, I'm a Baptist. What's different about you? Oh, oh, fill in the blank. Listen, when people, when people want to see what the difference is, we need to be quick to saying it's Jesus. And not everybody's going to ask you about Jesus. We need to tell them about Jesus. Listen, guess what? You're hurting in this, in this area in your life. I know someone who can help you. His name is Jesus. He cured me of my blindness. He, he, he gave me a home in heaven. His name's Jesus. You're struggling with, with this part in your life. Hey, I know someone who can help you with that. His name's Jesus. Oh, you don't have any hope and you're concerned where you're going to spend eternity after you die? Hey, you know what? I know someone who can help you with that. His name's Jesus. Listen, this man said, hey, I don't care who it is. I don't care what people think about Jesus. I know there's people wanting to harm him, but I don't care. He's the one that healed me and he's the one that's going to get the glory. Jesus. Are you telling people about Jesus? Are you telling others of what Jesus has done for you or are you just hoarding it to yourself? Listen, we have a wonderful opportunity to tell others. You know, we, we know the mystery, amen? The mystery's already been revealed through the Holy Spirit that Jesus is the answer. He is the one. And we know that. We have that knowledge. And we must tell others about it. Look at verse number 11, the end of verse number 11. He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam 
and wash. And I went and washed and I received sight. It was undeniable that this man had received a miracle from Jesus Christ. He had responded in obedient faith. He did what Jesus said. He went to the pool, he washed and he was healed. He was given sight. And this man knew that he was able to see and it was evident for others as well. Jesus had touched it, touched his eyes and he had healed him. And now he is an evident witness of what Jesus had done for him. Listen, I have no doubt that Jesus did for me what I could not do for myself. Can I get an amen? Jesus did for you what you could not do for yourself. We were blinded by our sin. We were unable to see spiritually. And at the moment that we received Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, our eyes were opened and the grace of Jesus Christ filled our life. Listen, I know what happened to me because I was there. Amen? I know what happened to me because I was there when I called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I was there when I believed that he died for me and that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day. Listen, I'm certain of my salvation and I'm secure in Christ today. This morning, you can be certain if you're not already. This morning, you can be certain of your salvation. You can be secure in Christ. You can be healed of your blindness today if you haven't already. Why? Because Jesus is the light of the world. He's the one who gives sight to the blind. He's the one that helps the beggar. He's the one that loves us so much. Where are you today spiritually? Have your blinded eyes been opened through the power of the Holy Spirit? Have you been saved? Have you responded in faith unto salvation? Listen, if you haven't, then understand that Jesus, the light of the world, is the only one that can help you. He's the only one. There is no salvation in any other, in any other name other than the name of Jesus. And if you're here today, and let me say this, I know there's not a lot of visitors. There, most people in here would say, I'm saved. I know Jesus. He has healed me of my spiritual blindness. That's me. Well, are you telling others about what he's done for you? Are you living a life that people would say, hey, there's something different about that person. I got to know what it is. Listen, Jesus is the light of the world. I'm thankful today that he has given me sight. Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful that he's given you an eternal home in heaven through his son, Jesus Christ? Well, let's start telling others of what he's done for us so that they too can be healed of their spiritual blindness. Because there's a lot of people in our world today and our community today that is spiritually blind to the truth. And they need someone to tell them that Jesus is the answer. He is the light of the world. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information or to donate to this ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Have a great week.